welcome to In the Cloud. I'm Hillary Kennedy in the Market Scale Studio, and joining me today is Hemet Sakaria, the CEO of Cbros, which is an automated cloud solution for over-the-air software updates, data collection, and analytics for connected vehicles. And I am so excited to chat about the future of connected cars and how OTA software updates and data collection will change this innovation. So thank you so much for being with me today, Hemet. Thank you so much for inviting me and looking forward to the conversation. All right, I want to start with the most popular question and something that I would love to know more about. Cars, they are smarter than ever. So how do you see the future of connected cars? Sure, I think uh, a lot of what we see in the industry today is uh, there's an acronym called CASE, which is Connectivity, um, Autonomous, Shared, and Electric. And if you think about it, all of them really depend on having connectivity as the, the core foundation. Without connectivity, you can't have a shared mobility experience. Uh, you can't have electric or autonomous vehicles because they all require a lot of software. And that software uh, needs to be managed. It's software, unlike hardware, is constantly evolving. There are bug fixes, there are new features to be added. And so, without connectivity and a management platform for that, uh, for all the software and data, uh, it really cannot happen. So it's, it's really the underpinning of, uh, of the modern vehicle. Well, so Cebras was founded to solve your recall nightmare. Tell me about that. Sure. So uh, without naming the company, I will say uh, we are big fans of a certain uh, vehicle uh, brand. And uh, within my uh, family and my brother and his family and my parents, we own five vehicles from this particular manufacturer. And uh, this was circa 2017, 2018. And we had three recalls that happened for each of these vehicles. And each recall was for a software update where we had to take the vehicle in to get it serviced. And three, vehicle, three software updates times five vehicles. Uh, so we basically went in, uh, you know, over a dozen times. And these things were for um, issues that were critical for the safety of the vehicle. So it was also a stressful experience to know that I'm driving a vehicle that is not safe uh, and not have the ability to go in and get it serviced immediately because there were so many vehicles that were backed up you know, uh, from a dealership perspective. So that was kind of the, the beginning of this. And I had built a, a big part of, uh, I was a big part of the software update platform that we built at Tesla. And so for me, you know, this was six, seven years uh, after uh, this had already been done. And it was a real surprise to me. And, uh, you know, because of my prior experience and because of the, this frustrating experience, um, we, we founded Cibros to say, okay, well, we got to fix this for the rest of the industry. You know, there's about 90 million vehicles being manufactured and sold every year. And someone needs to really create a platform that's more productized and, and be able to, to um, bring that to the whole industry. Right. It sounds like there's a great need for that because you're right. That's such a stressful experience when you have to keep making those trips to the dealership and dealing with all of that. So what would you say is the biggest implication in the future if all cars are able to be 
one system for connected vehicles? Sure. Um, so there are a lot of benefits, especially from a safety perspective um, and a security perspective. So you have, uh, from a safety perspective, you could see if the manufacturers are able to use the data that's coming in from their vehicles and they're able to make sense of that data uh, in an anonymized fashion while you know, keeping users' private data confidential, then you could improve the safety of the vehicle. You could improve, uh, you could share that data with the NHTSA, you know, the, the highway security uh, uh, system and, um, and tell them, hey, typically we've found that if people in the, in, in the backseat don't wear their seatbelt and they're in an accident, the chances of uh, fatality are, you know, X percentage. So now with this data, now there's more reason to push a new regulation that might require everyone in the backseat to also wear uh, seatbelts. So there's things like that that can happen uh, from an overall society perspective. It's just like your phone, uh, which is already connected to the internet, uh, collecting anonymized data about your usage of the phone. And it's helping improve uh, our phones, right? Every year we, we've come to expect that we're going to get a new iPhone or a new Android phone every year. And the same thing should happen with your vehicle as well, where you can have the same hardware, but your software and your capabilities continue to evolve. Well, so we are looking at a future that features fully autonomous cars. How do we need to address the cybersecurity and the hacking concerns so that people learn to kind of fully trust the technology? Sure. And this is a big concern, of course. Um, and, uh, you know, movies don't do it any... Uh, movies make people even more scared. Like, if you think <laughs> about... there's a, uh, There are two movies that come to mind. One is uh, Fast and Furious. I think it was five or six where hackers can automatically control, you know, a fleet of vehicles and make them go in different directions and do different kind of crazy things. Or Minority Report, where, you know, you know the vehicle is fully in control uh, by the government. So there's some scary things that, you know, the movies have portrayed. And, and I think it's our responsibility as a society and as engineers and people working in this industry to make sure that that doesn't happen. One of the ways that that can be prevented is what we've seen with some of our customers, which really gives us a lot of confidence. So, for example, uh, if a vehicle is uh, on a two-lane road, one lane going each way, and your autonomous vehicle is stuck behind a truck that is unloading. Now, typically, if you're a human, you would just you know, look to the side and when there's no traffic, you would go around uh, that truck. But if it's an autonomous vehicle, it's not allowed to break the rules that are set, right? So if there's an, a teleoperator or there's someone in the vehicle that says, yes, you're approved to break the rules uh, and go past this vehicle, all that the, the cloud or a teleoperator or someone sitting you know, remote can do is give commands to the vehicle, but the vehicle still should be responsible for doing the safe thing based on its environment. So the vehicle never just blindly accepts what someone says, but rather has to 
check its environment, check it that there's no other vehicles on the other side, and then do that. And by doing this at a scale, uh, what happens is even if someone does take control of your vehicle, which we obviously don't want, and it's a scary situation and scary thing to think about, even in that situation, the vehicle will be self-protecting and it will make sure that it is using all of its sensors and its data to make the right and the safest decision. Right. I don't yeah. know if that answers your question, but I just wanted to use an example that kind of speaks towards this particular idea of you know security and hacking and how that could really um, uh, be done at a you know global scale. No, that's a great example. That that example helps give some peace of mind for those of us that have seen those movies and <laughs> worry about those kinds of things. Well, so I want to know how you work with automakers to build new connectivity use cases and, and business models. How does that work? Yeah, typically uh, for, for Cibros, we try to make our product as easy to integrate as possible. And the typical automaker, their sales cycles are fairly long. You know, it could be multiple years. And with software, that sales cycle is a lot shorter, you know, on the order of six to 12 months. And for the particular piece that we're doing, this is such an important piece for them uh, that there's a lot of importance. There's a lot of priority within the whole company as automotive companies shift from being manufacturing companies to being software companies. Uh, there's a lot of changes and shift happening within the automakers. So we're able to see adoption fairly quickly for our platform you know, from the time we have the first engagement uh, or first discussion to the time that we might be deployed on a vehicle uh, could be as low as nine months to a year. Um, so, and we typically do a, you know, a, a pilot with the customer. Uh, and one of our key strengths is that it's a product-based solution. So we don't uh, charge for integration, uh, which is how we've seen a lot of other players do it is, it's a 5% of it is a product, 95% of it is sort of consulting. Uh, but we have taken the approach of having our product be 95% and then 5% of it is sort of custom required for that automaker. Well, you've done a great job of explaining what we have to look forward to. Heyman Sakaria with Seabros, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much and um, glad to be here. Well, I've learned a lot. I hope we talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.